The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. So if you guys have been listening to this show for a while, you probably know something about me by now. One of the things that I enjoy doing when studying a character or getting to know somebody in the real world is trying to see the world through their eyes, trying to walk in their shoes. I think that everybody has a story. I think that understanding their story and seeing the world through their eyes is important because we're all the the main character in our own story we all feel justified in our own decisions and that's due to a lot of reasons we've gone on a journey with ourselves we understand our own narrative structure, if that even makes any sense. But think about it. We are the only people who see our story from our own perspective. Think of it like that. There are people in our lives who think they knew they know our stories. There, there are parents, loved ones, close friends who think they know our stories. They see it from the outside and they might see a version of our story that's slightly different. That might have some insights that we can't see for ourselves because they're external. But our own stories that we tell ourselves are unique. And in some ways. Different and. I I don't want to say more true but they feel more true to us. The stories that other people see about us might be more objectively true in the way that we interact with the world based on our actions. But the stories that we tell ourselves, the reasons why we do things, our motivations, those stories feel true to us because we lived them. Now, why am I bringing this up? Today's episode, we're going to be digging into the story of Paladin Romani. And I've talked about the Brotherhood of the Steel. Uh, uh, (laughs) I said the Brotherhood of the Steel. I'm going to leave that in here because that's funny. I've talked about the Brotherhood of Steel a lot on this show. They they come up fairly regularly. I mean, it's it's the Fallout lore cast. They're one of the key ingredients in a good Fallout game. But I haven't gone on too much about Paladin Romani and some of the characters in Broken Steel and and the new new newish newer DLC for Fallout 76. And I think it's time. This has been out for a while now. And I usually try not to spoil any of the new releases when things first come out so that people have time to experience them. So if that's something you haven't played through yet, then, 
you might want to skip this episode, but to be fair, I'm going to be going over her background and I'm going to tell you the story of how she came to be in Appalachia, not the story about what happens when we play through the game, because I want to give you a sense of who the character is and what their story is through their eyes. Again, because it's important. So let's go way back to a time before the bombs dropped, before the Great War, before a brotherhood of steel, radiation, raiders, mutants. In a world where it was just people. People who needed help. And a younger Romani signed up for the National Guard because she wanted to help those who were less fortunate and couldn't help themselves. That was her goal. That's the kind of person she was. That was her motivation, helping others. And so we fast forward a little bit. We don't know a whole lot about that stage of her life. She hasn't revealed too much about it in the game. The information we have from that stage in her life comes from dialogue with her. And there's not too much revealed. But we do know that eventually she was dispatched near, get this, Mariposa military base right about the time of the Great War. And you guys remember what happened at Mariposa military base. The FEV, the mutations, the super mutants, and one Roger Maxson decides that it is no longer worth it to follow blindly the mandates of the United States military when they are doing Terrible things to soldiers without their consent in order to try to create super soldiers. And instead, they're making super mutants. Well, after the war, after everything breaks out, she finds herself following Roger Maxson. And this makes sense for her. She has military service. The National Guard in the United States is a branch of the military. And she sees a need here. She sees that this group is standing up for what the United States previously stood up for. That Roger Maxson is trying to do something good with what seems to be the remnants of the United States and is attempting to help people. So it makes sense. She signs up again to try to help those less fortunate than she is. So you put together military experience, some experience with leadership by this point, and Roger Maxson comes to her with some information. The Brotherhood of Steel in Appalachia has gone dark. Now think back to the episode about Taggarty, Taggarty's Thunder, the original branch of the Brotherhood of Steel in Appalachia that was founded by Taggarty was fighting off the Scorched Plague 
Remember this? And they were failing. They were being overrun. There was a terrible, terrible situation coming about in Appalachia. And there wasn't anything they could do because the the people in Appalachia could not work together. They were so close to a cure and yet they could not work together to stop the scorched plague and the scorched overran them. It didn't matter how much technology they had. It didn't matter the power armor. There were too many and Taggarty's group was destroyed. And Maxon decided, you know what? We need to send an expeditionary force across the continent to Appalachia to find out what happened. Because there's more there that could be valuable. There is technology and those are our people. And we need to we need to take care of them if we can. And we at least owe it to them to find out what happened. So Romani is the person that he goes to. She is the one he chooses to lead up the expedition across the continent. Now put yourself in this situation. You are the leader of a group mandated to walk across the United States from the West Coast, from California, across the Rocky Mountains to the East Coast. Almost all the way across the United States to West Virginia. This isn't quite the coast, but this is almost 3,000 miles. This is 2,500-ish miles across the United States. And they have no other transportation than walking. Originally, when I heard about this expansion, I thought, oh, they're going to take some vertebrates and they're going to fly over. No, they hoofed it. (laughs) She and the group, the expeditionary force, left from the Lost Hills bunker at this point. They, They bunkered down in the Lost Hills and they walked. They made their way across the Rocky Mountains And Romani and Shin and a very small group of them walked across the continent. And imagine the things that they saw. Imagine the things that they came across. The the remnants of people left to handle themselves in a post-apocalyptic world. The cities... If you were to route your way across the continent, chances are you would follow some of the highways because at least you would know that you're heading in the right direction. There are some highways across the United States that head directly east-west for the most part. And if you follow those highways, you you can make your way across the continent. Otherwise, you're going to be traveling across a lot of empty land. And if you follow those highways, you know you're going to come across cities, gas stations, resources, things that you can find along the way to feed yourself, to resupply, maybe even people if you're looking for people or maybe you're not looking for people at that point. Maybe you're trying to avoid them, but you know that you can find your way across the continent and you know that you're not going to be hung up on some mountain pass that you can't cross. And in making their way across the continent, they came across a very 
dire situation. We don't know where and we don't know exactly when, but we do know that her group came across a settlement that was under attack or at least threat by a group of raiders who had been stealing their supplies. Now, this is a very common story in Fallout, right? This is, I mean, this is the Fallout story. Settlements of people trying to just make their way in the wasteland, raiders getting in the way. What do you do? I mean, this is one of the first stories you come across in Fallout 1. Now, put yourself in Romani's shoes. Your job is to make your way across the continent. Your job is to get to Appalachia. Your job is to follow Brotherhood of Steel mandates. It is not to be a white knight. It is not to save people along the way. But your job is also to make sure that you survive on your way across and that maybe you recruit some people along the way because that's going to help with your survival. Well, Romani and Shin decide to stay and help. And at this point in their relationship, and, and, and uh, this is something I want you to, to pay attention to, because a lot of us who have played Fallout 76 and who have played through this expansion, through this part of the story, we know the story after this. We know that Romani and Shin don't get along. There's definitely some uh, some heat there in the relationship. And this is this is the reason why. But at this point in the story, there's really not an issue between them. And they together decide to stay and fight. They, for some reason, think that it is a better idea to help the settlement than to simply move on. And maybe that was Romani's going back to her perspective on humanity, helping people less fortunate. They had government issued weapons. They had supplies. They had power armor. Maybe this was something that she thought piece of cake. We can take it on. We can do it. We can help these people out. They will be thankful. Maybe they were running low on some supplies themselves and they needed maybe some food and some water. For whatever reason, they decide to stay and help. And for whatever other reason, Shin decides to equip the locals with government issue weaponry that they found in a bunker. And this is a direct violation of Brotherhood protocol. Because as we all know, the Brotherhood believes that they are the only ones who should be using technology like this for the benefit of mankind. And Shin, by this point, should have known that equipping a bunch of locals with the kinds of weapons that they are not trained to use isn't always the best idea. But he decides it is a good idea to give them these weapons. And here's where the story goes wrong. Instead of the locals using those weapons, and instead of Romani and Shin holding off the raiders, we end up with a situation where the raiders are able to steal the weapons and use them against the settlement. And not only that, but everybody in the settlement is wiped out. Everyone down to two remaining survivors 
someone named Marcia and someone named Maximo. Last name Leon. They're the two last survivors. Someone named Alan Connors died saving Shin. And it was Shin's decision that put them all at more danger than they would have been had he not equipped them with these weapons in the first place. A settlement that was being raided for supplies that was otherwise surviving in a matter of moments was wiped out. This is one of those situations where it would have been better that you didn't show up at all. Let that sink in. And on that dark note, we need to take a moment to go thank our patrons. So think about that. Think about what you would do in the situation and how you would move forward. And we'll be right back. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right. So this is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank all of our patrons. And thank you to our newest patron, Simply Eric. Just goes by the name Eric. Eric, thank you for signing up. And thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are absolutely the best. I say it every time. We've got 50 patrons currently. Thank you to all of you. And just being here, just being a part of this, you guys are what allow me to make this a full-time career for myself. And I cannot tell you how much this has changed my life. So thank you to every single one of you. You guys are you guys are the best bosses I've ever had. So thank you so very much. I hope you guys are enjoying going back to kind of an older format for the show. I know some of you guys preferred this. I know some people like the the talk show f- format, um, what I was doing with Lainey. Um, but I do know that a, a number of you guys preferred this kind of storyteller, uh, hardcore history kind of format uh, without the episodes being three hours long. Um, so I hope you guys are enjoying that. But thank you to everybody who signs up on the Patreon. If this show is helping you get through your workday, your workout, your commute, or uh, taking your dog to the vet because I had to do that recently because uh, my, my dog's getting old and she's getting these little bumps on her and now we gotta we gotta go take her back to the vet so she can get these little, these little cancerous little bumps removed and it's gonna cost me way more money than they yeah but you know what pumpkin's worth it because she's she's a good pup but uh uh, i'm not saying this to be sad it was just the first thing that popped in my head but um if we're helping you get through those kinds of things in life then go check out patreon.com slash falloutlorecast and check out all the different tiers there's ways for you to join us on future episodes of the show there are t-shirts that you can get there's all sorts of things, ad-free episodes, even at the lowest tiers, all sorts of fun stuff. And speaking about joining us on future episodes of the show, that's coming up in two weeks. The end of the month patron episode will be on the 25th. It's the last Tuesday of the month. So just a reminder there. So you still got time to join us if you want to upgrade your tier or join us or just sign up at all. And if you uh, sign up at that tier, you also get T-shirts. So go check that out They're They're on the Patreon, you just got to scroll down a little bit to get to where all the t-shirts are posted if you want to go check those out. But um, thank you for being here, everybody. And we do have two new reviews to read out. This one is from 
Troll Toll One in Germany. Hello, hello across the sea. This one says, uh, great pod, five stars, really lovely presenter and really well made. I'm just picking up the Modifi- Modifius, I think I said that right, tabletop game and this podcast is perfect for allowing me to have a richer RPG experience. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to drop a review from over in Germany. I, man, I can't I, I can't imagine what it's like over there right now, because in sunny Florida, it's still hot out. But in Germany, I bet it's nice and snowy and stuff. I'm sure you're probably tired of it. But man, I would love to come visit Germany sometime. I've been over to uh, Europe a few times, but I've never been to Germany. My wife got to visit Germany and I hear it's beautiful. So maybe I'll come visit um, if ever I get the opportunity, you know. Uh, pandemics and all that crap but uh we've also got one from king jones 420 (laughs) see what you did there king jones in the united states this one's short and sweet it says awesome five stars my second lore cast by robots the first one being about mass effect great stuff well well thanks for tuning into more than one of my shows and um that's awesome thank you for taking the time to drop a rating and a review on apple podcasts If you do so and leave a five-star review with some words, I will read it out on a future episode of the show. Also, a reminder that you can leave five-star reviews on Spotify as well. Just open it up on the app, scroll to the top where it shows, you know, all the different episodes and the name of the show and the description underneath that, the top left, you'll see a place where you can choose the number of stars and, you know, drop us a five-star rating if you like the show and helps us get recommended to other people and i'd really appreciate that so all right well thanks everybody special thanks to all the patrons you guys are the best and let's move on with the rest of the show if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them so i used to have a co-worker one of the um i don't know one of those guys that you feel like is in some ways the have you ever met somebody who you felt like was the antithesis that's an interesting word antithesis the opposite of you in some very key ways like uh like th- this person i felt like stood for the opposite of what i stood for morally and that's a that's a really very i don't know that sounds like a really dark thing to say and i don't mean like I stood for justice and he stood for torture, you know, like, um, but I think what I meant was like when I would consider the right thing to do, oftentimes the things that seem to first come to mind for them just, just felt like they came sideways and it was just like, really? Um, and I'm not trying to make myself sound awesome or, but I, I try, I hope. I pride myself on trying to do the right things. You guys know, I, I, I've tried to build a community here at Robots Radio that's around positivity, good things. I try to do what's right. I don't always succeed, but I've I've built my life around trying to be a good person. And again, I believe me, I don't always succeed, but at least I attempt it. Because I think in the long run, good actions lead to a better life than short-term gain actions and I, I, I let, let's let's put it that way i don't know that there's good and bad so much as there's long-term gain and short-term gain and oftentimes the things that we see as being quote-unquote bad are really more focused on short-term gain so let, let's just quote it like that or quote it but let's just say it like that um he's the kind of person who focused more on short-term gain and less on long-term gain so for example 
lying to somebody in order to get something right away is a short term gain. Telling the truth about something sometimes takes you, you take an immediate hit. But in the long term, you actually build more trust, which will benefit you more. That's probably a better example. So <clears throat> he has a he had a quote, and I'm sure you've heard this before. No good deed goes unpunished. And I think that quote sums up this situation with Romani and Shin. This idea that they tried to do something good for these people and it backfired. And in that situation, we know that Shin felt very guilty. It, it goes into the story and, and this and we're starting to get into some of the things that you learn from going through the quest line and meeting these characters. And I'm not going to get too far into that, but just so you know, he's kind of a dick. And one of the reasons why he's a dick is because he's carrying around all this guilt. Romani, we don't get as much of a sense of her guilt around it because, and this is just my perspective on her character, I don't know for sure if this is actually how she feels because she, she doesn't state it as such, but I believe that she thinks she did the right thing regardless that maybe Shin took a step too far by issuing them government issued weaponry, but they still should have stepped in. That maybe they just didn't step in in the right way. And on top of that, because of Shin's guilt, he feels like they need to take this back to the Brotherhood of Steel, to Roger Maxson, and atone for their sins. Basically, Mention to them, not, not maybe not men, just mention, but actually like bring it up to the council and say, we did this. It was wrong. It ended up with the death of lots of innocent people. We need to go on trial. And Romani is against that. She stops him from doing this. She hides this situation from the council. And this is an interesting gray area. And this is the thing that I want you guys to think about on this episode. Because the rest of the story is that they make their way after this situation with a few extra members of the Brotherhood that they've, you know, built up along the way to Appalachia. And we don't know a whole lot about the rest of the travel yet. They haven't revealed that. My guess is that things went as they do. They dealt with creatures. They dealt with raiders. They dealt with whoever they needed to in order to get where they were going. They made some other hard decisions, but no other hard decision as difficult as this situation with this settlement. And no character is purely white or black. Everybody's gray. Let's be honest. We might attempt to be white or black, uh, but we we all fall short. We're all somewhere in the middle. What do you think about Romani here? If you were her, you're leading this expedition. You are thousands of miles away from the leadership. 
and you're in a post America, you are in a situation where the only way to communicate with them across the country is radio, radio waves. The only way to travel across the country is by foot. They couldn't get on vertebrates and fly. They didn't have enough fuel. They had to walk. There is no actual physical way for them to be punished. It's not like Roger Maxson is going to get on his horse and ride on over and slap them on the wrists. That is not going to happen. The punishment is self-inflicted and symbolic if they decide to go forward with it. It is all in the spirit of what they believe. And this is what they know. This is what Shin believes in the situation is that he has to atone for it. This is a belief. And in that way, it's actually more potent because it, it's not a physical thing. It's an emotional thing. It's inside us. Like I was saying at the beginning of the story, at the beginning of the episode, it's the truth about what's inside us. It's the story we tell ourselves. So what is the story that Romani is telling herself in this situation? That it's fine? That she didn't actually cause the issue? That it was Shin's mistake? And she forgives him? So therefore they don't need to go back to the council? That the council doesn't actually hold sway over them here? Or that being that they're so far away that she gets to define what the Brotherhood of Steel means in this situation, that she can mandate that? Or that the Brotherhood of Steel is such a young organization that they are still defining what that means and how to manage these things that somebody like Roger Maxson doesn't have permanent say or the council over on the West Coast doesn't have the definitive definition of what it means to be a Brotherhood of Steel member that they can define it for themselves? Or does she just not feel that bad about the situation? I don't think it's the last one. But what would you do? How would you feel? Do you need forgiveness from an external source? Or do you believe wholeheartedly that what you did was right, regardless of the results? And imagine what it would have happened if they didn't equip or, or at least attempt to equip the settlement with better weapons. Would they have been in just an equally as difficult situation? Maybe that was the call. Maybe the call was, hey, there's a ton of raiders. You've got a few of us with some weapons and some power armor, but the settlement still isn't going to be able to handle them. So maybe it was a rock and a hard place. Maybe there was no good decision and Shin decided to go with the best thing according to what he thought was going on. Chances are that's usually the way things go. People just decide to do what they think is best in the moment. And then history tells us how it's going to work out. So what do you think? I think Romani 
did the best she could with what she had when she had it. And she's willing to say, you know what? I tried and bad things happened and I feel bad about that, but we need to move on. There's no use holding on to the mistakes of the past when they're still good that we can do. That's where I think she's going. Now that doesn't mean that she doesn't feel bad about it. That doesn't mean that she might not have a hard time sleeping at night. But what that does mean is that sometimes you have to let go of things in order to focus on the future. And I think that that is where she's going. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this story. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and this new format. Please let me know what you think about this. Shoot me a message on the Discord or on Twitter um, at robots underscore radio on Twitter is my personal account. So I'd love for you guys to come follow me on there. Uh, I see messages on there faster than I do on the individual accounts for all the different podcasts because at this point I have so many of them. So shoot me a note on that or just join us on the Discord. There's lots of lots of awesome people in the community on the Discord. And uh, let me know. Let me know what you would do in that situation and how how this storyline played out for you. Also, there's lots of fun stuff coming on the PTS for Fallout 76. And um, if you're not playing Fallout 76, it's it's got a lot of fun stuff in here, guys. There's a lot of cool story stuff. It's worth checking out and it goes on sale fairly regularly for really cheap. So if you're looking for more Fallout stuff and you're somebody who hasn't taken the dive yet, give it a shot. There's lots of people in our community hanging out, playing games together. So, you know, just jump on the Discord, poke around, say, hey, who wants to get together? Um, but that's, that's what's going on. Uh, just a reminder, I stream every night during the week, except for Saturday nights, unless sometimes I get the itch to do that as well. Uh, so come check out the streams over on, well, basically everywhere. So youtube.com slash C slash robots radio or twitch.tv slash robots radio. The main channel that's also on Facebook. The main channel is the YouTube channel now. And that's where you can collect points and that's where you can sign up as a member and all that kind of stuff. But I am streaming on all the platforms simultaneously at this point and playing games and doing live podcasts every night. So I've been doing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online and Skyrim and that kind of stuff and playing Skyrim with my mom. And I think you guys will absolutely love it because it is hilarious. So if you've if you've ever played Skyrim, which is probably most of you um, and you want to see a uh, retired woman who's never played a role playing game ever make decisions in Skyrim while I control the characters and say some of the funniest, cutest things that I think have ever come out of a human being's mouth. I might be a little bit biased. She is my mom, but uh, go check it out. It's up on my channel on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. And she is just adorable. It's also on the Elder Scrolls uh, Lorecast feed. If you want to listen to the audio versions, uh, the first two episodes are up there. The edited down version is on the YouTube, though. It's like 14 minutes. Go check it out. I'd love for you guys to check this out. Everybody is just loving it. Um, tell me what you think. Okay, that's that's all. I'm, I'm not going to pitch you on anything else. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back again next week and then we'll have our patron episode coming out. So I'll see you guys around. Stay safe in the wasteland. And until then, you know, be careful about who you give government issued weapons to because you never know about those sneaky raiders stealing them. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Stay safe in the wasteland. Bye, everybody.
plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.